and somehow we're finding ways to get out of bed in the morning, put one foot in front of the other, prepare ourselves, put on our armour, get out of the house and fight the process every single day. And my position is that if we can find the push and the focus to do this every day, then we can find that spark within and put some of that fighting spirit into solving problems in a way that brings in extra money to put to work in our lives. My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit Wadasi. And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK, but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode 151. Black people and the black community are some of the greatest problem solvers the world has ever seen or known. If only we believe this ourselves and if only we believed in ourselves. What we know for certain is that every day, for the majority of black people, there is a war raging or some kind of struggle to overcome. Every day, we are fighting some kind of microaggression or we're in major fights with people over the right to be free like everyone else and over the right to have access to and enjoy the benefits of having access to an economy that should generate life chances and life choices for us like it does for other communities. But this doesn't happen and somehow we're finding ways to get out of bed in the morning, put one foot in front of the other, prepare ourselves, put on our armour, get out of the house and fight the process every single day. And my position is that if we can find the push and the focus to do this every day, then we can find that spark within and put some of that fighting spirit into solving problems in a way that brings in extra money to put to work in our lives. So in this week's episode, I'm going to show you how the same skills you use to solve your everyday problems, well, these are the same skills that can be used to put your problem-solving expertise into a side hustle. So the first step you take in solving problems 
is to identify the problem. Now, in side hustle language, this is about deciding how the thing you are good at, the thing you are an expert in, the things you are passionate about, how can these things help to move people beyond a particular pain point that they have? So, for example, using employment rights online, which, as you know, is my main side hustle, I would go to work every day and fight with work colleagues who just came to work to treat people badly. This is what it looked like to me. This is how it seemed. They would come to work to give people hell at work. And over the years of doing this fighting, I gained a lot of skills and I became really passionate about beating workplace bullies. Because of the time I invested in working with employment rights, I knew what people's pain point was. And that pain point was that they were paying just-in-case money to trade unions. But when problems happened at work, unions were not there for them and were leaving them high and dry to solve the problems on their own. I knew this was a pain point for people who were left without help. And so I began to think about how I could solve this problem because employment rights had grown to be my passion. If this is you, then you can also think about the thing you are most passionate about and how that thing can solve a problem that people have. How can it help people to get rid of their pain? The second step to solving problems people have is to think of all the solutions you can offer to solve that problem. Now, remember, when you are thinking of solutions, these will be solutions you are already putting to work every day. For example, I have a friend who has very sensitive skin and found out that she couldn't use ordinary soaps and creams. So she began looking at the ingredients and making her own soaps and creams after work and at the weekends. She then had friends who would complain about having the same problem or knowing people with the same problem. So she started giving away some of her products to friends as gifts and they then gave it to other friends. And what happened is that people were coming back for more and more of her products. And of course, because she had given them away for free, she was now being encouraged to sell her products. Now, of course, she said, no, I just want to do this for myself. But her friends said that they wanted bigger orders because her products solved their skin problems. Eventually, she did set up a small side hustle and began earning extra money from selling her products. Now she's got plans to grow her side hustle by increasing her range of products. So here, my friend generated solutions to the problems she had and is now solving her own problem and also solving problems for other people who are looking for her kind of soaps and creams. The third step we use every day to solve problems is to look at what else is out there that is solving the same problems we have. In modern terms, this is called market research. 
And when we hear the words market research, this is where we tend to get scared. We have a great idea about starting something and we're passionate about that idea. Let's say the idea is washing and cleaning our car. Now, you know there are people out there who might also be passionate about this thing. But what we then tend to do is to put ourselves off our own bright ideas by telling ourselves that so many other people are doing the same thing to solve the same problem that no one will want to buy our particular thing. And that is simply not true. Yes, you have to look at what else is on the market that solves the same problem that you want to solve. So here, you would be right to think that there are thousands of car washes and solutions out there for cleaning your car. But then you have two choices. You can either sell the same thing everyone else is selling and take your chances alongside everyone else. And hundreds of thousands of side hustle owners are doing just that and making a good living alongside all the other car washes. Or the other thing you can do is to sell the same product but make your offer different in a particular way. And this is what my friend's son did when he started a mobile car wash and valeting service. You see, her son had the same problem as everyone else. He needed to wash his car, but he didn't have the time to go to the car wash. And when he did go, he wasn't happy with the quality of service. So he decided, alongside his full-time job, and despite the thousands of car washes being available to people, he decided he would still offer car washes, but in his spare time, he would offer car washes in a particular way by personalising his services and delivering car washes and car valeting services whilst your car is parked outside your house. Brilliant idea! Now, he's grown his personalised services business and he also now has several car wash sites in his particular city and he's managed to turn his idea to solve that problem first into a side hustle and now into a healthy small business. And as a young person, he now works for himself and employs others to help him. The fourth problem solving step is that once you know that your product, program or service solves a problem that people have, you then have to decide how you are going to sell your product, program or service and then focus on selling your thing to those people that need it or want it. Remember, you've spent time thinking and checking over the problem and your solution to that problem. Now it's time to take that leap of faith and start solving the problem. And this is where we have a crisis of confidence in our own thing. I know so many people who have great problem-solving ideas or they've created great products, programs or services, but because they lose confidence or belief in themselves or believe that no one will want their thing or because someone in their circle laughs at their idea or because the first time they tried to sell their thing, no one bought it, 
or because they saw someone else doing the same thing as them and felt the other person's thing looked better than theirs. And because of so many different reasons, they stopped working on their thing. And into boxes and the back of cupboards went their products and into lost folders on their computer went their ideas. No, no one else will solve the problem in the way that you want to solve the problem. And until you take that leap of faith, the problem will remain unsolved and people will have to go elsewhere to get their needs met. And so the fourth step has to be that once you know that your thing solves a problem people have, you then have to decide to start selling your thing to the people who are looking for it. The fifth problem solving step you then need to take is to get your things out of boxes and files and implement your problem solving solution. I made a friend in Zimbabwe when I went there for a conference. This man began making his own shoes because he had a bunion on one of his feet, which meant that he had to wear sandals all the time. And he really just wanted a pair of shoes that didn't squeeze his feet. And he didn't get that until he thought about making his own shoes because all of the shoes on the market were a standard size. And so they crushed his little bunion. So he made some samples which were fantastic. I mean, hard to believe that this man just sat at home and started to make shoes because he was passionate about doing this to solve the problem he had. He'd watched people on the market make the sandals he was wearing and he just thought to himself, hmm, all I need to do is instead of applying a sandal body to the sole, I just need to apply a shoe body. And he began to make those shoes. So he made several pairs of shoes with space for his bunion and he loved his shoes until someone came along and said that the shoe looked like any other shoe from the market and therefore the shoe was too expensive. Remember, this is Zimbabwe and this is how my friend told the story. Anyway, he took fright, lost confidence and stopped making the shoes. But then myself and others came to Zimbabwe for an international conference and we met him wearing a pair of his shoes. And you can imagine the shoes stood out. And of course, we asked where he got his shoes from. Imagine my surprise when he told me that he had made the shoes and had others at home. He told us his story and I encouraged him to bring the shoes, bring the shoes, man. So he went home and brought boxes of his shoes to put on display for the day that we had the market. Need I tell you? The rest is history. Since 2018, he's been experimenting with shoe designs and has made red, gold and green shoes red, black and green shoes, shoes with anks on them, shoes with sister queens on them, shoes in the colours of national country flags. And he's also started to make accessories to go with his shoes, things like handbags and purses and hair scrunchies and small pieces of jewellery. 
for men and women. And you can guess what happened next. He put his stuff online and now he's selling to an international market as well as offering an expensive bespoke service for people with problem feet because that is a special service where he needs to measure your actual feet to get an accurate sizing that deals with the problems that you have with your feet. And so the point I'm trying to make here is that this man implemented his solution to the problem he had and the problem he now knew that other people had. And that problem was that some people needed specialist shoes and other people wanted specific designer type shoes that reflected the kind of cultural person they are and the kind of shoes they wanted to wear on their feet. Remember, shoes are universal. Everyone has them. But if you have a way to solve a problem people have and you don't listen to that doubting voice in your head or those negative voices around you, you can bring your thing out of cupboards and out of computer files and out of the corners of your mind and make something happen. The final thing we do to solve the problems we have is that we evaluate our results. In other words, we say, is that solution to the problem still working for me and for the people whose problems I am solving? And if it is, well, all fine and good. But if it isn't, we then go on to make changes by adding something to what we are doing to solve the problem or tweaking something or removing those parts that don't work. Because like any other problem solver, if we don't do these types of evaluations, there will come a time when our solution stops working for us. Why? Because our problems move on or the problem develops in a different way. People change and therefore their problems change with them and therefore markets change. And so we have to always evaluate how best to continue to reach our customers. And now with the onset of social media, markets are changing faster than ever. But the payoff for this is that we now have the greatest ever chance to reach customers that we would never have reached were it not for social media and the huge access people have online to see our thing by using the internet. As you know or may not know, I have another podcast called Employment Rights Online. And I regularly evaluate how my podcast is helping people to solve problems they have by looking at how my podcast is reaching listeners. So what I know for this year is that since adding my podcast to Spotify, I've picked up an extra 1,300 listeners every week. I know that the majority of my listeners are female, I know that the majority of my listeners are aged 35 to 60 years of age, but my listenership 
in the 18 to 25 age range is growing because I've now added content to TikTok, which is where that audience lives. I now know that Employment Rights Online is listened to in 73 different cities across 13 countries. And I now know that my listenership is growing week on week. Doing these types of evaluations makes it easy for me to plan how I can deliver content and services to my audience because I know where they are. I also know which are the most popular episodes. And this gives me an opportunity to look at particular employment rights issues which might be affecting people according to age or according to the particular countries they live in. I guess what I'm trying to show you is that there are so many tools out there that help you to know where your customers are and which of your particular products, programs or services your customers are using or not using and also how your customers rate your thing. And because of all this data that is available, it makes evaluating your progress easy. In fact, so much easier that it leaves you time to get on and do your thing and adapt and change the way you solve the problem in order to match the people looking for your thing. I guess what I've tried to share in this week's episode is that you don't have to have anything special to solve problems. Solving problems is something you are doing every day, both for yourself and for others. The purpose of this podcast episode is to inspire you to kill off that doubting voice in your head and come forward with your product, your program and your idea so that you can extend your problem solving powers to the people who are looking for your thing. If this podcast has lit a spark in you, then I invite you to think about joining my Side Hustle coaching programme, which starts on the 1st of October 2022. Registration will close on the 15th of October 2022, after which, if you miss it, you will have to wait until the next intake of students. On the coaching programme, I go into these problem-solving methods in greater detail and coach you on how to apply them to your own ideas. The coaching programme is an online programme that moves at your pace and teaches you everything you need to know to turn your problem-solving ideas into a side hustle that will make you extra money. If this is for you, all you need to do is to scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and press the see more wording and this will take you to the links to the coaching programme. I've talked enough. Now it's your move. Remember, you've earned the right to bring your problem solving ideas out into the open. All you have to do is to take your first step and not the first step others don't want you to take. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. 
My name is Dr. Asher, and for this week, I'm 